What did you eat for breakfast? Uh, I had leftover pizza. We had a couple of people over, and uh, I had some cold pizza, which usually is kind of usually the best thing. <laughs> you are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Business. Business. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company, located in Fort Worth, Texas. You may remember I talked to Justin back in episode 5 about the merch industry and his passion for music and working with bands and artists. Do you need help with your merch? Skinny Armadillo specializes in quality apparel decoration, including screen printing, embroidery, design, digital on-demand printing, web stores, fulfillment, and more. Contact Skinny Armadillo now to find out how you can grow your merch sales, discover the current printing technologies, or to get a quote. Call 817-546-1430 or visit theskinnyarmadillo.com. That's 817-546-1430 or visit theskinnyarmadillo.com. I have some great news for listeners of the podcast. If you're a band or an artist that needs some merch printed, or a business that needs promotional apparel or other items, in the month of January 2020, call Skinny Armadillo and mention the Music On Your Own Terms podcast and get 10% off your first order. Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast by signing up to the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. There you will find show notes to every episode and links to other resources. Joining me for episode 37 from Toledo, Ohio, is Chris Peapod Daher, a radio personality for 100.7 The Zone, who has a killer podcast called On The Radar that promotes musical acts coming through to and from the greater Midwest area. Our discussion meanders through his passion for music that pushes him to find out each musician's story much like my own, his journey from being bullied in school to becoming a well-known radio host, and the responsibilities and pitfalls of having a platform to address social concerns, whether that be radio, a podcast, or a band's fan base. This episode is not only a great insight into the workings of a popular music podcast, but also a fantastic exploration of personal growth. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Joining me today from Deepest Toledo is Chris Peapod Daha. How you doing, man? Good, good. You yeah, you basically pronounced my last name correctly, so that's good. That's well, that's because you wrote it down for me. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So for people out there, um, don't know, you know, who you are and what you do, just can we get a rundown of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am a radio personality out of Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I've been in radio for about a decade. 
Um, and uh, I am currently the morning personality on a rock station out of Toledo, Ohio, called 100.7 The Zone. Uh, I am also behind the scenes the digital coordinator and assistant promotions director for uh, Cumulus Media uh, in mm-hmm. Toledo, Ohio, which Cumulus is one of the top two corporate radio station chains in the nation. Um, the, the other one being iHeartMedia, so, or iHeartRadio right. for some people. So when I'm not in radio, I also host a podcast myself. It's called the On The Radar Podcast. It features artists and music and studio interviews and studio performances mm-hmm. with acts coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. So we cover all genres. We cover acts that are either like on the rise, newly signed, uh, local acts out of our backyard, things like that. And we kind of give them a platform. Mm-hmm. showcase their music uh, and then do a couple of studio performances and we've do we've done that podcast now for about three years uh, and that can be found on all uh, major podcast platforms as well cool well thank you yeah and uh pun intended you came on my radar because <laughs> uh yeah you you uh you interviewed on your um it, it's it's like a um a set it's the same podcast but it's like a round table discussion you have called yes. mixed signals yes um my buddy bruce killbot zero yes um was on that um episode and uh yeah so that's how you came on my radar and uh yeah i, I love what you do and um it's kind of similar to what i was trying to do at the beginning before i had this particular podcast i wanted to give a shout out to artists that i enjoyed and you know wanted to bring to a wider audience but i never i never figured out the quite the right format so it kind of turned into an entrepreneurial based show so um but yeah i still love uh giving a shout out to ben so really love what you're doing well it's really hard nowadays because uh it it there's so much music out there mm-hmm. and so many stages to put out there which is not necessarily a good or a bad thing to be honest um but Coming from the corporate radio side, you know, it's very hard for a lot of bands to break out unless a radio station itself, whether you, wherever you're listening at, uh, whatever town they are, um, does like a local area show uh, or actively plays a specialty show that wants to cover some of those uh, rising acts. It's very hard. Uh, podcasting is great, but podcasting is also a wild, wild west world. So anybody can mm-hmm. do it. But what stands you out on that? Is uh, the the quality of it, the content, how active you do, and and some podcasts are super popular and get all these sponsors, and some podcasts uh, is very hard to get sponsors for it. So I end mm-hmm. up towing the line, much like yourself, uh, of uh, kind of giving a platform for a lot of those artists to showcase their things, uh, and just kind of you know all publicity is good publicity, whether it's good or bad, and that and that's my yeah. honest opinion. Um, so I, I, I'm glad that both all, we have, uh, we, we help out those acts that are just trying to get their name out there. Yeah, absolutely. So you said you've, you've been around for three years. How, how many downloads have you got over those three years? Uh, we crossed around 7,000 downloads in oh, wow. 2019. And uh, how many episodes? We have 67, not That's including my best good. ofs. No, excuse me. I, uh. Uh, I have to cheat, so I gotta look up my own podcast <laughs> for a moment. Uh, we we've had we've had sixty seven episodes and two best ofs because I do a yearly um, best of episode. Um, so I don't I don't like to count those. So sixty seven right. episodes. Nice, congrats. Thank you. So what what do you do to um, what do you do to kind of promote it? What's your what's your uh, strategy there? 
uh, social media and content, uh, and also go on on other people's shows and cheap plugging myself, um, and going to shows locally and going and uh, I have actually a uh, uh, a battle vest I like to call it. It's a jean vest mm-hmm. with pins on it. And right. I, uh, I, on the back of it, in duct tape, I have on it, it says, ask me about my podcast. <laughs> and then people are like, well, what about your podcast? And I wore that, uh, and uh, I give them a little business card and I say, you know, check it out. And, uh, I wore it at a uh, music festival a couple years ago and I thought it was hilariously like great. Cause people were like, oh, Hey, you're the guy with the, the vest. I'm like, yeah. So it helps out. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, promoting on social media and websites and other things, uh, uh, and I'm hoping, um, that soon that I'll be, uh, I interviewed for a website recently, uh, just mm-hmm. kind of, just kind of launch 2020 into a big year, uh, yep. and, uh, hopefully get some PR work from that as well. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I have been doing a little digging and, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring the tone down way, way down now, but we're going to get uh, super I, serious I, already. All right, let's yeah. go. Let's get dark. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking dark. I'm talking, you know, disgusting, but, right. um, so I listened to the simple blasphemy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, the the funny part was, um, you did an impression of a drunk guy peeing. And, yeah. You know, wine boxes at the ready. Um, <laughs> so if anyone wants to check that podcast out, it's pretty hilarious. Those, those guys um, are great. Uh, the, those are great out of Toledo, Ohio. Uh, a couple of the guys work for uh, a company called Reverend Guitars. Uh, mm-hmm, that yep, work uh, and uh, so you know, a lot of big artists play with them. And yep. those are two guys. Those are three guys that just like hang out and talk about the wacky, the weird, uh, the, the uncomfortable and, uh, the, they're, they're great dudes. So, yeah. Now uh, the reason I just picked that, uh, picked that particular impression up was because every day when I was in high school, I went to the, the, where, where we got the bus home was a train station. And I, I'd, I'd go to the bathroom in the train station at the end of the day. And there was always this old guy standing there trying to pee oh. with his hand there going, just, oh, just like, it's like that just that impression just brought me back <laughs> it was so funny but yeah so you, you you did mention um like we have a lot in common uh, you know you, I've, I've heard on some of these podcasts about your background and you were bullied in school yeah um and yeah same same with me i mean do you think as um one did that affect your mental health because this this podcast is about mental health as well so did that um affect your mental health in say, I mean, for, for me, let's, let's put it my, you know, just give you a background of me. Um, it detrimentally, um, you know, contributed to my, my mental health, but I think over time, you know, being able to get over that stuff, it, it's, it's turned into a positive thing where I've been able to, you know, get over all that, you know, baggage. So, I mean, is that true of, of you as well? Or it is, did you, um, I, I still, uh, to be completely honest, I do struggle with uh, a lot of self-confidence issues, uh, still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but it, it, at the same time, it also kind of keeps me humble at the same time, uh, working in the radio industry at, and, and I, I don't want to dog the industry that I work at because I love mm-hmm. doing radio. I love entertaining people. And that was the biggest thing. And the reason I chose radio, um, I love music, obviously. Um, very eclectic, uh, music, but I always love the idea of stripping everything away of whoever or whatever is saying it. And the message, uh, Mm. comes out, um, being bullied, uh, with, uh, physical issues and things like that when I was growing up. Uh, and, uh, you know, kids are, kids are fucking cruel. Excuse my language. Um, and, 
it's uh, it's hard to kind of get past that. And and when you wor- live in a world where everybody wants to see you, um, and everybody is so obsessed with who is saying something, they're not actually listening to what they are mm. saying. So radio strips everything away. Radio makes you listen. Radio makes you listen to the tone, the person's voice, the inflections, uh, and gives you a better idea what uh, people are speaking about. So you take video all away. You take the television away. You take everything away to your eyes, and you only and you listen with your ears, and you listen with your heart. Um, that makes everything a little bit more clear. You know, mm-hmm. we're all upset. We're we're a physically pleasing race of, uh, and we don't we don't uh, listen very well, especially in this mm-hmm. age of digital. Um, you know, internet tone, for example. You know, we're losing the idea of uh, of the the message. Um, mm-hmm. We we read a sentence, people get all bent out of shape, cancel culture, things like that. Um, but when you talk to somebody and you share your opinion about something, then you have a better feeling and understanding about the other side. Um, I got into radio, uh, cause I always, like I said before, I, I love music and I love the message and, and all things like that. So getting away from television and, um, getting to the point where, you know, you could be entertaining without waving your hands all around and things like that. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of people are listening to this podcast, so they can have an idea who we are or what we're about without seeing the photos um, mm. uh, and uh, making a judgment that way. Um, right. it, it, it gives you a moment to flesh out your own opinion on somebody um, and get a better understanding of the other side. And I think that's, that's always what I've always uh, understood and uh, yeah, bullying and uh, almost to the point of suicide uh, when I was in high school Um it, it it deeply affected me to this day. But I also use that the same way to understand the other side. I feel like when someone is bullied, they become one of two things. They become the bully or mm. they become someone that tries not to bully anybody uh, ever again and, and, mm-hmm. and stick up for that, that person. Um, and we all have our dark moments. We all have our assholeish moments and that's fine. Um, but, you know we're not actively trying to be a bully. And I, I work in an industry uh, that is very ego driven. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you get to a point where, you know, you get a really popular base that it, it, it gets a little feather in your step and you're very, you're very happy, but then you think you also have a lot uh, of, of clout or a lot of pull. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I work with some phenomenal people um, but I also work with people that, you know, their heyday was the 90s and they think they're hot shit now. And I I try my best not to do that. Uh, if I if I ever come off as cocky, you know, I, I usually have somebody, uh, my wife or my friends, or they're like, hey, man, you're, you're coming off a little bit like a jerk and you kind of need to tone it down. Uh, I have a good structural structure system behind me. But I work with veterans that the heyday of the radio was the 90s. So, you know, all these guys and gals were like almost celebrities, uh, whether you want to make use that term on a local to regional level. They they thought there was something in radio. Now, I don't want to use the term dying uh, medium, but it has to evolve as well. Um, mm-hmm. You're never going to beat the streaming machine. You're never going to beat YouTube or the television, things like that. But you are going to use that to your advantage. So 
you can entertain people and play the music uh, and then go, you know, discuss with somebody and go, hey, you know, we're going to take a break. Hey, keep listening to us on social media. Keep listening to the podcast, things like that. Um, you can use those things to advantage and still have radio be relevant in 2020. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like all the things that have happened to me just shape me for the person I am. And I have a better understanding, a better heart uh, as best I can without sounding like myself, an egomaniac. And I try to <laughs> stop myself as well. But I, I feel like I I I can connect better uh, or I try to connect better uh, in an industry where it's focuses on on the message rather than who or your looks or things like that. Right, right. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing. That was that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's go back a bit. Um, like what what do you attribute your passion for music in the first place? Did you come from a musical family, or was there, you know, what was your earliest memory of like, wow, this you know this thing is affecting me emotionally? What what grabbed hold of you about music? My grandfather, who is one of my biggest uh, influences, who was my biggest influences, I lost him a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and uh, my mother's father um, mm-hmm. was nicknamed the Music Man himself. He would tell me stories about he used to work for the company of Muzak, <clears throat> and um, and he'd tell me about the 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 world of radio. He would share with me music. He loved jazz. Jazz was one of his favorite. Musical genres. It's not not necessarily my cup of tea, but hey, that's fine. And uh, I always enjoyed uh, him and how interested he was to share the music with me. And he had music on every medium, every mm-hmm. time. And and towards the end of his life, you know, he was learning how to use the computer more and everything. And um, uh, he was always fa- he was always just you know amazed to share music and. I think that also attributed to my love of music, and I always like to seek out music. I'm always mm. uh, a fan of listening uh, to what's new, and I always will give something a try, whether I like it or not. But I'm always willing to hear something out, um, and I have my own likes and dislikes and things like that. But I'm, uh, but I never try to actively insult somebody's music. If somebody comes to me and goes, "Hey, I want to be on a show. Here's my music," and if I'm not super crazy about it, I just uh, you know, I, I, I don't like crush your spirits. I go, Hey, thank you for sharing me this. Um, maybe at this time we, we don't have a place for you, but you know, keep at it. Or, and if I'm really like something, you know, I, 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 I check out more, I check out the history and, uh, maybe down the line I'll have them as a guest. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, uh, it, music is everything. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, music is a beautiful medium. Again, that the the whole story about the message: two people can listen to the same song and feel something different. Uh, oh, that sure. that that may or may not be the same as you know you or me are listening to it. So I I I love the idea of just like that universal medium that brings people together. Right. Oh, for sure. So what what's the um, what's your favorite interview? Oh man. Uh I I've done a a lot of cool interviews. Uh not only just for the podcast and radio and things like that. I've interviewed people. I think one of my top favorite that I can think of off the top of my head. This is just off the top of my head. This is not me going to deep dive in my history. Um mm. I interviewed uh uh in college actually, one of my very first interviews with musicians was Jeremy Jeremy McKinnon of Data Remember. 
Okay. Uh, I thought that was super cool. I interviewed Justin Sane later uh, uh, when On the Radar was a radio show version. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I worked with our local uh, promotion company that books shows and everything, uh, and they were the sponsor for the local show. that it was called On the Radar before. Uh, they had to break away due to financial reasons, and I continued the show on the radio station uh, uh, that I was in. And then when the radio station went away, I turned it into a podcast. So that was like kind of a brief two-minute story about that. But uh, when it was the radio version, I interviewed the lead singer of Andy Flagg, Justin Sane. Okay. And I thought that was super cool. Uh, artists, I, I've interviewed uh, many great local, regional, and couple of national acts. Um uh, all across the board, uh, for the podcast recently, uh, I interviewed a band, uh, that's from the Republic of Malta, which is wow. in Europe. Um, yeah. and they were in, uh, the United States for their very first United States tour. And they were working with a band out of the Midwest called Staghorn. And, okay. um, they, I reached out to Staghorn and go, Hey, you're, you're doing a tour. You're going to be in this part of the country. You know, you want to hook up and do an interview. They're like, we'd love to do an interview. We know your stuff. Uh, but we want to actually yield our time and give it to this band called Bilah, uh, which is Maltese. The word Bilah uh, is Maltese uh, for the word phlegm. So it's a very so you can <laughs> okay. kind of, so you can kind of guess what kind of music it is. It's punk, um, uh-huh. and uh, it's awesome. And I had the opportunity to interview them, and they, it was it was just like mind boggling of interviewing a band that a couple of weeks beforehand I didn't even realize that that country existed. Right. <laughs> so you t- so you can see how cultured I am. Uh, um, and uh, I had also an opportunity for that. I've interviewed a lot of great acts that have moved on to do bigger things. Um, one of my favorites was the Sonderbonds Bond, mm-hmm. the Sonder Bombs. There we go, out of Cleveland. Uh, and then uh, after I, I mean, they were starting on the rise, and then uh, they they started getting national appeal and getting signed mm-hmm. and. Uh, they're, they're doing some rad things. Uh, I've interviewed some great artists that have done some international work. Uh, my, my good friend, Shavar Dante, who has had huge coverage from MTV and across the, across the world. Uh, he played my wedding. Um, wow. yeah. So he was super rad. Uh, he's a great dude. Um, uh, my buddy Rain Wilder, uh, he, he does rap rock music, uh, rap rock music, and he's done some great things done on tours of, uh, of, uh, England, um, I interviewed the band Citizen uh, out of right here out of Toledo, Ohio, who's got an international appeal uh, on Run for Cover Records. The, you know, they've done some massive things. Um, I've interviewed, I've always welcomed every interview um, mm. that I've ever had. Someone who wants to, willing to, to spend their time with me and share their passion with someone uh, and share their passion for what they do is always great in my opinion. So, you know, I, as much as I've named off those couple of names off the top of my head, you know, that doesn't mean any other interview that I've done uh, is worthless. No, I just, you know, I was just grabbing straws out of a hat and, uh, right, right. Or, or whatever that means. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm always grateful for anybody who takes their time and talk to me. That's, that's killer. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like every, every person has a story, whether they've got, you know, 10, 10 likes on Facebook or, you know, a hundred thousand. It's, it's, you know, it, everyone has their uh, unique view of, of music and their story. Um, but I did, speaking of that, I did want to touch base on that same, um, uh, Mick Signals podcast with, yeah. uh, Anna from, um, Chloe and the Steel Strings. Yes. And, and I, I, for whatever reason, she kept like the, the band Instagram kept coming up in my feed. I'm like, I checked it out 
And then I I ended up contacting her to say, hey, you don't want to you want to come on my podcast, you know, talk about the band. And then I actually realized after the fact that she was the same one in the Mixed Signals podcast. I yes. didn't even put the two together. Um, but the re- the only reason I bring that up is because um, she, she when we talking about social media and how um, you know it, it it it's almost for people you know in our generation it's almost a uh, a strategy per se. Mm-hmm. But the 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 key thing that I I've brought up before is that what she said is because she's a lot younger. Like the whole sharing moments and 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 connecting with people is just so natural for them because they grew up with it. Whereas people like us, you know, and this and this, you know, can translate to physical media and and streaming. You know, what do you struggle with on social media and and versus bands? You know, what are bands doing right? What are bands doing wrong? To back up a little bit, so Mixed Signals was a secondary show that I did under the On The Radar podcast um, platform. Every yeah. episode, I, I feature one artist. Um, mm-hmm. The Mixed Signals, I I, I, uh, I came up with an idea of just like, what are the goals of a musician? And I had a whole lot of my musician friends and the people I've interacted with in, uh, uh, in, the, in our local area regional scenes. Um, you know, reach out to me and they're like, oh, this is like, you know, da, 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 da. they, they kind of gave their brief explanation. They go like, I want to jump on and talk about this. So I did a panel based mixed signal, uh, panel based episode called mixed signals and Anna Wagenhauser, who is a pianist, uh, with Chloe the seal strings, wonderful, great, uh, set of girls, uh, both her and Chloe are twins. Uh, they play regularly with a backup band. Uh, Chloe's uh, longtime boyfriend, Connor is bass. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And very talented people. And, um, yeah, they are younger. They just turned 21 fairly recently. Um, and I love that. And I love the passion they have with going on. Um, I struggle personally with social media to not sharing too much. And sharing okay. my opinions, especially. Um, and also not using uh, my emotions get the best of me. Um, it has gotten me in trouble in the past. Uh, with uh, 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 with um, saying things off the handle in a professional sense, and I almost got fired mm-hmm. from my job years ago wow. uh, for doing so. Um, luckily, that that was a shock to my system, and I made sure I don't share anything too personal and things like that. Um, in today's political climate, it's very easy to go through that uh, that downward spiral. Uh, but I strongly don't post anything political wise on my social mm-hmm. media. However. I've kind of broken that rule fairly recently because I am a staunch, uh, I guess, uh, uh, I am a, how am I going to put this? I'm very for women's rights. I am very mm-hmm. for uh, pro-choice. Um, and I absolutely hate the idea, especially in my state of Ohio, uh, the ideas of these heartbeat bills and the the constant closings of, of reproductive rights limiting women. Mm. I think it's absolute and utter 100% bullshit. A woman's choice is should be her control and men in power should not have that control. Um, I am, I am a person that is for, uh, rights. I am a person that my father himself came to this country, uh, at 16 from the, the country of Lebanon, mm-hmm. um, and worked the American dream. Basically he worked very hard to get to a place where he's at, um, mm-hmm. I mean, he still works like a dog, unfortunately, but, you know, still, you know, he's gotten to the place that he can provide for a family um, and and everything. So uh, it's very easy to jump into that world of uh, politicalness. 
um, and try not to share those things. That's why I share some of these things like this on a, on a platform of verbal. So you can hear the disdain right, in my right. voice when I am against something and the support you hear in my voice, uh, when I'm for something, uh, it is very easy to jump into that world. Bands themselves, uh, tend to do that themselves, not only just on their band page, but their personal page as well. You have to understand that once you become a public figure, quote unquote, um, you, you need to learn to try to limit yourself. Yes. You, and, mm. and that first mixed signals episode, which you can find your podcast, please, of podcasts, uh, of, uh, of, uh, podcast, podcast platforms, cheap plug at the end of the episode, uh, uh, of, uh, mixed signals is we, we talked about, you know, how do you do this kind of perfect representation of yourself? Um, you know, as a radio, as a, as a public figure myself, as a radio personality, mm. you know, I have to try to tend to make sure that I, I promote myself without, you know, I, I shape myself not being kind of a corporate stooge and just do it for all the mm. people that buy advertising time. But at the same time, I also want to be unique enough, but if I go super unique enough, I will lose listeners. So you have to find that, that, that happy medium of everything. So really what you hear and what you see on radio, on podcasts, and what you see and hear uh, uh, in my personal life is the same thing. I, I've right. gotten to the point where, like, I the person you were talking to right now, Simon, is the same person you would interact or you would hear on on shows or anything. Or if, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were hanging out ourselves, I would be the same person. I, I have learned to shape that as well. Um, is there things that I, I stand for or are there things that I do that I don't share? Absolutely. That's none of anybody's business. Um, right. Are there things that I do that may not necessarily reflect who I am as a person, especially when I do things for like sponsors and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but a lot of people understand nowadays that um, if your voice or your or you are promoting something, um, there's kind of a paycheck you know, mm-hmm. uh, attached to it. Um, right. so a lot of people can understand that just because you're promoting said product does not mean you're a person that has said product. Um, but usually I've gotten to the point now where if I want to really promote something and there's advertising dollars to it, I, I actually do believe in this. Um, right. uh, so I feel like bands, uh, the need to use social media, in a in a correct way, but also use other mediums as well, and they also need to should should try their best to be very professional, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's very easy to go off the handle, like I said before, in this political uh, climate, go off the handle about certain things. Um, but at the same time, you need to try to get as much people as you can. So you need to shape yourself into a place where you're in a happy medium between. You know, doing things and supporting things you believe in and also understanding that you are also a brand. You're also a business. Mm -hmm. You are also, you know, you need to get those streams, those dollars, those shows, those shirts, those things like that. So people can enjoy your music. So you need. So to basically answer your question, I think you need to find that uh, the happy medium. I think Chloe and Anna for Chloe and the Steel Streams do a great job in promoting themselves, uh, not only as individuals but also promoting themselves uh, as a as a band as well. They're very intelligent, as much as everybody else on that that panel as well has done a very good job of promoting themselves as individuals and promoting themselves as a brand. Mm -hmm. For sure. And just to touch on that real quick, I mean, I, I, I do still feel like the, um, you know, once you do become a 
personality, quote unquote, or a, you have your platform, I still think you do have a bit of a responsibility to, you know, I, I mean, for, for my, my uh, stance, it's, it's a responsibility just to make the world a better place. You know, I'm, I'm super uh, about, you know, trying, trying to just put positivity out in the world and just, you know, maybe try and steer people towards being kind to everyone you know, not not gonna go super, you know, political or anything like that, but just you know, be kind to everyone and just like try and improve the world for the better. One of the things I really find very, very just kind of I laugh at it a little bit that we have to constantly tell people not to sexually harass women. Right. I feel like that should just be common sense. Hey, be a good person. Don't be a dick. You know, but we have to constantly tell people, hey, you shouldn't do that. And we shouldn't be at that age. We should be uh, – the idea of a um, common sense is kind of out the window right now. Uh, mm. And it's unfortunate. Um, I, I I also feel like – and I hate being that guy as well. I, I do think that the internet blows things out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like certain people in the so-called cancel culture that we have today, um, it, it, it's very harmful for people that – you can't have a somewhat difference of opinion, but then also we have people that have differences of opinion and they have it just so they can go against the grain and be those type right. of people. And those are very annoying. But I also feel like there's certain times that there you should, you should have a minority voice that mm-hmm. is kind of against something and you shouldn't be completely and utter, uh, utterly, you know, uh, uh against it. Unless, mm-hmm. you know, unless that stance is against something like, you know, that, that has been scientifically proven, the ideas right. of, like, the earth is flat, I think I hate, I I, I don't like that. I mean, personally, there's sure. been scientific uh, proof that, you know, the earth is not flat. Uh, the right. idea of that vaccinations cause autism, and there's been medical and scientific proof that is not true. There's a very small, small, slim, less than 1% chance something that has happened. And I'm against that as well. Um, because then you're also not only putting in the lives of your children, but you're putting in the lives of other people at risk as well. Um, right. So I, but, you know, having an opinion against like, you know, for example, I'm a big comic book fan, uh, but I'm mm-hmm. not super crazy about a lot of the Marvel films because I don't like the idea of a hodgepodge of these um, storylines that, that people like to watch but then they don't turn around and read the, the the source material, or a lot of people take the source material and morph into something that is completely against the character. I mean, right? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong; they're entertaining and they do a good job. They made billions and billions of dollars, and people are getting into these characters, which is great. That's fine, uh, but it doesn't reflect very well to comic books and comic book stores. And I know a lot of comic book owners, and I know a lot of writers and artists, and it doesn't necessarily reflect that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like again, like you 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 have to learn. You can have a difference of opinion, and that's fine. There's nothing, We should all have a difference of opinion. But when the difference of opinion starts turning into, uh, uh, you know, problems on a sex base, race base, scientific base, you know, mm-hmm. people's lives are in danger because of that difference of opinion. That's when I. That's when there's a problem. That's just. Right. And again, that is my opinion. Totally agreed. Let's let's bring it back to music a little bit. Um, given that you you know you've interviewed so many bands, first of all, what similarities are there from promoting a podcast and a radio show to promoting a band? 
it's a whole lot of telling people to follow you on social media. <laughs> um, uh, I think I think it's just uh, it's the same same style. Um, we are artists ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not draw a picture or or strum strum a guitar note or a bass or hit a drum. We may not have rhythm, uh, but we are passionate and artistic uh, in different sense. My wife is a wonderful chef. Um, okay. she's cooked so many great things. She's very good with cakes and desserts. Awesome. Um, and she's, and she's very creative in that sense. I'm very creative in a kind of an, a more of an analytical sense. I've interviewed these people and I, and I get information out of them and in a style that people really enjoy. And then people come up to me afterwards and go, I really enjoyed this interview. I really have, have, mm. you know, enjoyed a time with you. I, I enjoyed conversing with you because it felt like I was conversing with my friends or my family. Um, and that's a style in itself. And interviewing people is a style themselves. Your voice is a style itself. Um, radio is not necessarily a, the hardest gig, uh, but it's also not the easiest gig. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like personally pre-recording shows, um, mm. to make them sound like they're live, but I've gotten to the point where I can pre-record a show and somebody might think it is live and that's great. That means I, I kind of fooled them in some sort, but you know, I, I, that's taken years and years of practice and, and schooling and arts and, you know, my bosses, you know, sitting down with me, playing back breaks to me, um, to get to that point. Um, I'm not saying that Eddie, Tom, Dick and Harry can jump on and do a radio show, but I'm also saying that, you know, radio is not the hardest thing in the world. And, and, you know, it's not a necessarily physical job in the sense of you're lifting all these heavy things or, you know, you're pushing yourself in the, in a place where, you know, you're going to be on stage for anywhere from 20 minutes to like hours on end. You know, it's a different sense of art. Um, mm-hmm. So th- that's the biggest thing. It's like we we work we we all work hard in our different arts, um, but that doesn't mean one art is easier or harder than the other. For sure. No, I think there's a huge place for uh, for being creative in whatever field you do, whether it you know, as you said, you know, being actually my my son wants to get into uh, being a chef. Yeah. Um he just graduated high school and he's he's thinking about um culinary arts college so yeah. yeah I I personally love cooking. Um but yeah anything like that being a maker being um you know brewing beer or or anything is creative and I think um I'm sure you have some opinion on this is just the the fact that uh in some locales you know the arts and music are being pulled out of funding and I think that's hugely detrimental because Absolutely. both sides of the brain need to be, you know, massaged and, and practiced. And if you if you just go analytical, you miss out on that out of the box thinking. I agree. I, I think it's uh, absolutely like to be fair, to be honest, completely honest. I'm not a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. Um, never really saw the appeal. Uh, I mean, I like pro wrestling and I appreciate the, 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 the art. But that that in itself is like. You're suspending the art of disbelief for these 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 men and women putting on a show, and that in itself is creative as well. Um, but I think a lot of of schools uh, pulling the arts away in lieu of sports. I think that's absolute crap. Um, mm. I think the arts are just as important, if not, and this is my opinion, if not more than the sports. We're learning more and more that the ideas of sports. Um, harm uh you know the the ideas 
of not only your body, but your brain. And uh, a lot of people, and you hear a lot of these times about these, these, you know, men and women that die at an early age due to sports because of their, they put themselves out. Um, I mean, that may sound a little bit extreme because I'm not a fond person of sports. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't think sports should be, you know, taken out of schools as all. I say that I think the arts and the sports should be one and the same. I think they should both have a higher platform. I think the idea of Mm. removing things like musical classes, art classes, things like that, uh, in lieu of something else is terrible. I think the full, the idea of full ride scholarships for sports should be the same realm of full rides for the arts. Um, and you know, you don't hear enough about full rides on on arts things and we don't pay artists, uh, or teachers for that matter, uh, enough, uh, which is another creative, uh, outlet as Mm -hmm. well, because, you know, leading someone, leading a small, uh, child or just a development, uh, developing brain is very hard as well. So I just don't, I just, I think it's, it's nonsense that the idea of taking the arts away is just as bad as taking lunch away, taking mm. sports away, taking something away from the plate of building a human being is terrible. You can have your likes, you can have your dislikes, and that's fine. If you are more of a guy that likes to hit things with a ball with whatever instrument, that's fine, but that takes a skill as well. But I, there are a lot of other people that want to strum a guitar, that want to you know, paint, they want to sing, they want to do like that, and they are viewed as different and expendable, but sports isn't. And I don't think right. that is right. Um, you know, I, I'm a little mean on sports and, and my stance mm-hmm. is a little bit of extreme on the, on the arts end. And that's fine. Um, I just feel that the idea of taking arts away is nonsense. And I think more and more people that create and teach and, and, and shape people's lives for the better or do something to give us an escape of the world should be on the same plateau as people that are famous on YouTube or famous on television or famous in sports and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my, my, I mean, I, I definitely share your kind of, I, I'm not a huge sports fan. And I think uh, a lot of that may have been due to the fact when I was growing up in England, you know, so- soccer or football, the rest of the world, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's very popular there, but also it was the height of the um, the soccer hooliganism right. thing, and it just turned me off completely. Like I, you know, just just seeing people being that um, aggressive and violent towards each other just because of a sports team was, you know, it it, it just disgusted me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I and I, you know, I lived in New England for a while, and I think. Even even the 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 Yankees versus the Red Sox um, competition, you know that people have up there, it, it's not even that bad. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, there's there's a place for everything. Yeah. Um, but just I think the other thing too, as a musician, um, I talk about having when you're playing an instrument, you're you're actually getting into that zone where you're moving into your left brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, right brain, got them mixed up. Um, so you're you're basically suspending time, you're suspending analytics, logic, and you're getting into that kind of almost a medita- meditative state, be, 
And you're doing that with other people and you're sharing that experience with other people. My wife just shared me an article that like the idea of like getting in the zone as a musician mm. is a real thing. Mm. Uh, they like they did a study where like they 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 an they they analyze brains of like jam band members and they get to the point where they think they are in the zone. And there is a, there's an idea of like your part of your brain, like kind of like goes down and you're actually mm. just creating more and more. Um, and I, and I love that idea. And I think that's, uh, that's awesome. I, anybody who puts themselves out there in a sort of way, uh, should be complimented. No, no doubt. Mm. It's not easy. It's not, um, it's very difficult. And, I, I and that's where the talk of mental health comes into play, mm. and uh, I, I feel like we we need to be a little bit better on recognizing certain things. But I, in that same breath, I feel like you know recognizing certain things of like, um, of uh, I, I don't want mental health problems to become a character trait of some mm. of some people. And I feel like, and this this might be a little controversial, and I apologize, but um, I I know a handful of people that wave the flag of mental health that are not waving the flag of mental health. They they have put themselves in that position, and then they're using mental health as a scapegoat for their problems. I don't think that's right. There are medical problems, like I I I personally have struggled with, with self-confidence and I've gone into counseling before and there are things that I've reached out for help uh, due to uh, other problems and I've recognized those problems. Um, mm. I think the idea of everybody wants to take a pill or smoke a drug or things like that to uh, to lessen themselves in dealing with the harshness of life, I don't think necessarily that's the best idea. I think you need to have mm. those peaks and valleys. I think you need to have the good days and the bad days. I do recognize that if you are having a very bad day and then you need to seek the help that you can can and not to resort to the things like drugs, alcohol, suicide, things like that. And I think you should do your damnedest and your best uh, with any kind of uh, structure to get yourselves mm. out there. And I think we need to form more, especially with musicians. I just did an article recently on air about how ASCAP uh, are providing uh, members of ASCAP are providing better health, uh, mental health um, uh, procedures as well. And I think that's great. Uh, I, I feel, mm -hmm. I, I also feel like that's a little bit too little too late, uh, especially sure. in the Absolutely. age of like Chris Cornell and, 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 um, uh, Chester Bennington within the same year mm -hmm. killed themselves. Right. Um, and, and I think that's also terrible as well. Like we're losing these artists more and more to suicide because of mental health issues. Um, right. I want people to seek the help they can get in whether way, but I also want to recognize that just because that you are depressed for a day does not mean you have depression. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of parents recognizing children having ADHD at such an age, or ADD at such a uh, small age. I think the you cannot make that decision uh, at the get-go. I think kids right. need to develop more and more. And uh, I'm not a big fan of drugging kids up right off the off the gate to give their, their minds just such a narrow view. Uh, I do recognize, though, that certain children, because of their situations uh, or the parenting style, um, 
that 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 affects them more. Um, I, I'm not going to get into too big of a detail, but recently I had to deal with that with my with myself with uh, the members of my wife's side of the family that we need me and my wife had to step in uh, due to an issue with children's services, and we had to step in and take care of mm. uh, one of the kids for a little bit. Um, Mom just kind of fell on hard times, and that was tough. Not only on us, on our relationship, on you know my on on our personal thing. It was tough on the kid. It was tough on the mom. It was tough. It was tough all the all, all the praise. And it got to the point where I actually had to go to counseling uh, myself just how to deal with it because I became mm. you know kind of a free spirit and do whatever I want. And all of a sudden now I have to take care of a kid who doesn't understand why she can't be with mom. Um, right. Luckily, we all have fixed all of those those things up. Mom's doing a better job, and then uh, you know. Uh, literally, uh, the day of this recording, they're downstairs right now playing with uh, a couple of other her siblings and whatnot. Um, awesome. And she's done. She's she's um, changed a lot. She does have a little couple of ticks and things like that, but she's also seven years old. So mm. to recognize that a child might have issues at such a young age because they may not be acting like other children is terrible. But if she's doing certain things that cause problems, if she's self-harming or she's doing these things that are harm for her body, then yes, that we need to step in. All I'm saying is as well, like, you know, life, life is hard. Life Mm -hmm. should be hard at times. I don't think it should be hard every day, every hour of, you know, every moment. No, um, but I also recognize that sometimes when you're low, that you should seek out issues. But just because that you seek out issues doesn't necessarily mean you need to wear that like a badge of honor. I mean, th- th- I mean, mm. less is more, in my opinion. And I think the idea of like reaching out to other people's and actively saying, hey, I've had problems and everything like that. That's fine. But I... It's a slippery slope, like I said when I when I speak like that, because I'm sure I'll have somebody message me saying, you know, your your stance on mental health is kind of mean and kind of rude, and that's not my intention. I I just want people to do what they can to be happy, but I also don't mm. want them to be to the point where they such have a such narrow mind of the world around them and not want to recognize everything else due to what has happened. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. No, totally. Um, no, I, I can totally feel that. I mean, I think it's it's totally, you you, you know, I, I'm definitely against the whole, you know, tough it up, you know, don't be a, a snowflake. I, I you agree. Know, it, I agree. It's okay to be o- not okay. I yes. mean, that's, that's what I proponent, but at the same step, you have to be mindful of your own mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're starting going around kicking puppies or something, you got an issue. It's, you know, you may not in your mind think there's anything wrong with it, or you may not, you know, have the mindset that, Hey, something's wrong with me, but that's, that's the, you know, that's the downside of the, the mental health kind of switch. If you will, if you're in a, in a good place and you remember that you did that, you, you've got to seek help and say, Hey, I need help with this because, you know, I don't, in my good mind, I do want to be productive and I do don't want to do that stuff, but you know, if you're recognizing things like that, go get help. I, I I agree. I I do your best you can to make yourself the best you can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Awesome. So I I would like to at the end of the podcast, I like to start asking like typical big questions. Um. So, what significant negative experience have you overcome, and what did it teach you? 
Um, I think the biggest thing is getting through schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because uh, to be honest, like you know, getting beat up and teased for issues that are not necessarily out of your control um is is tough high school Mm. sucks high school is if high school is the best part of your life i'm sorry you have a very limited view of life (laughs) um i i got to the point where i i have faced demons and i faced bullies and uh i have worked on my own temper issues um uh to get to the point where um, that I'm, I'm more comfortable in my own skin more than ever. Are there certain yeah. things that I want to change about myself? Yeah, sure. I do. I, I want to lose a couple of pounds. I want to, you know, look a little bit better. I want to make sure, you know, I look decent enough in my, in my, in my uh, self when I, when I present myself to people. Um, I'm very passionate about uh, what I do. I, I've always been like that as a child. I laugh hard. I cry hard, you know, I, when I when I really like something, I get loud. Uh, when I don't like something, I'm very staunch about it. Um, but I've also learned how to kind of just you know smooth some of those things out. So I'm not so much like a bull in a china shop. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, and that's just years of being in the public and learning how to balance things. Um, but I've also gotten to the point where you know when someone's getting bullied or something is wrong and nobody steps up and you are wrong, it's okay to be on that platform by yourself and take what's going on. And that, and that's taken a lot for me to do. And I, and I've gotten to the point where, especially in, in, in a professional sense that I've gotten to the point where I feel comfortable enough to speak up and go, I don't like this. I don't think this is a good idea and not be afraid of the repercussions. Mm. Um, and that's taken a lot. And, and I still struggle. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I I've gotten to the point where I'm very proud of the demons that, I have gotten to the point where uh, um, that I'm very comfortable with whatever comes my way as best I can. And I can I can try my damnedest uh, to do my best and not beat myself up if I don't do my best and not and making sure that, you know, I don't base the opinions of others to shape who I am. Mm. That's that's pretty damn important. And that actually uh, I because schooling is such you know you're you're developing your mind and it's so formative um i did hear that you on one of the podcasts i'm not sure how long ago it was but you were you got an invite for your high school reunion did you end up going no (laughs) you didn't because it it was uh on the day before christmas eve and i wasn't gonna do that and uh part of me really wanted to because it was 15 years and i kind of wanted to see in a weird sense of like how everybody was. And I kind of want to, you know, I kind of want to stick it to them and go, Hey, y'all made fun of me and you you treated me like Mm -hmm. shit and look where I am at now. But, and then I'm just at the point where I'm just like, eh, I don't care. I don't, I, you know, you guys were not, you guys were a moment in my life that means nothing to me now. So I didn't, I didn't do it. I just, eh, and I probably won't, do it because a it's it was in my hometown of Akron, Ohio, which where I resided in Toledo is about two and a half hours um, southeast of mm-hmm. where I at. Oh, no, excuse me. No, excuse me. I, I was right. Southeast of where I live right now. Um, and uh, I just I'm I'm going to spend my holidays with the people I care about, which is my family, who I haven't seen in a good while. 
So I, I'm going to spend sure. my time in positive light, not necessarily trying to reminisce about the good old days in high school because I didn't have good old days in high school and I really don't want to relive right. those people. Like there's the people I did hang out with, I still somewhat kept in touch here and there on social media and things like that. But honestly, moving out of my hometown and moving to a town like this, I got to have a reset of my own life. And mm-hmm. now I like where I'm at and I like who I am. So I don't want to go back to the place where I was because I've developed so much and their small little opinion of me means nothing to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I went to my 20 year just because we were back in England anyway. Um, and you know, the, the, uh, it, it was kind of interesting. I mean, I saw some people I, I still contact, you know, can connect with and, you know, for the most part, everyone was pretty cool. Um, but the, it, it was interesting to see that the people that were the big bullies were the ones that ended up getting arrested and having, I, I'm not going to go too much into it because right. some people still listen, but you know, and, and you would think that that's kind of like vindication and, Oh, you know, look where they are, look where I am. But, Honestly, it's kind of sad yeah. at the end of the day. So I mean, you kind of feel sorry for people because they didn't, you know, their background or, or, you know, their, you know, education from their parents or whatever it is, you know, caused that thing. And, you know, in retrospect, you kind of feel sorry that they did the bullying because it came from someone else. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you had a great time in high school and then you continue to that, to this day, if you married your high school sweetheart, you know, good for you. If you were happy for what your time was, was is fine. Um, but I also feel like, you know, if you are so reminiscent of things in the past and you're not, mm. you don't evolve with the times, you don't shape with the times, you don't move on from where you're at, then honestly, that is a very sad point in your life as well. Um, sure. Would I go back and change certain things? Uh, maybe, but I don't want to, and I don't have the opportunity to. So why should I worry about that? I want to work towards the future. I want to work towards my family. I want to work towards the people and the things that I care about. Um, sure. I, I don't want to change something that somebody had for me 20 years ago. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. Um, right. I, I like where I'm at now. I like where I'm headed, and all I can do is look forward. Absolutely. And on that note, what major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow the journey in, you know, in radio or podcasting? I, uh, I very appreciative that my family, um, they have done miraculous things and things that, um, while even thinking about it, I, I get a little choked up about it because like, I, I personally feel like I don't, there are certain things uh, that has happened to me that a lot of people don't have the opportunities to do. Or, or, or have their family help with, uh, mm-hmm. I am, I am eternally grateful for what they have done, what they have instilled with me. I'm eternally grateful of finding somebody that I truly care about. And I, I love, uh, with my wife, Dana, uh, that we are about to celebrate five years of marriage this coming May. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. And, thank you. Um, she is a wonderful person being in a relationship, uh, you know, dating in this time of age sucks. Uh, I, and I, and I desperately, and and I, and I hope to goodness, everybody finds that person they love, man, woman, whomever. Um, and, and they find somebody that they really can connect with in so many levels. Um, Mm. 
the idea of everybody like poo-pooing marriage and that's fine. But you know, I've luckily found somebody that I really do truly care about. And if sometimes if things go awry and you're like, damn it, man, why, why did I do this? Well, you know, it's a small hiccup in a wonderful life thus far. So, you know, I'm very glad for that. So I, it's family, it's wife. And, uh, and I'm very glad to, pursue something that I really believe in. I, I, are there things in, in radio that I would love to change? Absolutely. Uh, and I hope to goodness, I, I, I will be a, a bearer of that. Um, but I love what I do. I could be doing a lot worse things. Um, I could, I could be doing better things here and there according to certain people. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I like what I'm doing right now. And all I can do is, I guess, uh, again, push forward and and go from there. So um, I, I'm very glad of a lot of those things. Awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So the big question is usually, uh, what does music mean to you? But I think we've definitely covered that. So <laughs> I'm, for, for my buddy Bruce, what's your favorite spot sandwich? Oh, God. Uh, I, I forget what it's called, but it has Capicola on it. And I not a lot of places around here that that have a lunch meat style of sandwiches have meats like that. So uh, shout out to Mr. Spots. If you're in Bowling Green, Ohio, go uh, go to Mr. Spots. Cheap plug for them. Uh, they're wonderful people. And Bruce Vermette is one of the best drummers I have met in Northwest Ohio. Um, so shout out to him. And, uh, and he's got some cool things. Uh, I've met a lot of great men and women who do a lot of great mu- uh, music, who are very mm-hmm. talented, who are very intelligent. And I'm so honored that I, I've gotten to breathe the same air around them that they have. And I'm very grateful that I have provided a stage for them to show off for other people. That's awesome. Um, and to round out the, Oh bef- yeah. Before we end, um, where can, fi- uh, where can people find you and you know, where the podcast is on the interwebs. All right. So, so if you really want to listen to my radio station, if you're up at six to ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, you can do that at ToledoZone.com. There's an S in there, T-O-L-E-D-O-S-Zone.com, um, and it's rock music. So I'm on air weekdays six to ten a.m. Um, but I really enjoy my podcast that features, like I said before, artists and studio performances coming to through and from the greater Midwestern areas. It's called the On the Radar Podcast. It can be on all major podcast platforms. Um, you can also follow us on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's whatever that website is, uh, backslash on the radar. The letter P is in Paul C as in cookie. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we have a great 2020 ahead of us. We have a lot of great artists and uh, a lot of episodes to talk about the music around us. And um, if you really want to follow me on certain social medias, uh, if I am some, some, or some sort of interesting person to you, then that's great. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Peapod on the media, uh, the letter P, uh, then the letter P-O-D, and then on the media because it's a long one. Uh, and then I'm also on Instagram under the same kind of handle, Peapod, but it's spelled out Peapod, P-E-A-P-O-D on the media on Instagram to see some photos of myself. Uh, but really, yeah, just, you know, and uh, go to a local show. Um, and that's the biggest thing. And uh, go support music in your area, wherever it is. And if there's not music in your area, start one. Fantastic. Um, so what would you like to play at the end of the episode? Uh, I... 
you asked me this before, and I and it was so hard for me to choose one, so I'll just choose something that I've really been uh, a like and uh, from right around our backyard area. Uh, a band called Castle No Kings. They released uh, a, a tremendous EP in 2019 called Morphine. Uh, the song on it was Thinning Veil, um, and if uh, they recently got signed to Invogue Records, and uh, it's great to see a band like that uh, get signed to a great ind- independent label uh, and doing great things across the country, across the world. Um, and uh, they have a very powerful video about uh, domestic violence that I think everybody should mm-hmm. check out. Uh, and the song is awesome. It's called Thinning Veil, and you can check it out wherever you get your music. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today. Um, Absolutely. It was a great interview. Um, continued yeah. success. We're really looking forward to seeing what the podcast, uh, you know, what bands you, you have on this year. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Simon. This was a this was a cool experience. I'm glad I can share some uh, some things that I haven't done in quite some time on, on a different platform. So this, is, this was amazing. So continue doing some great stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. I think you'll agree this was an insightful and entertaining episode. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes because it really helps to get the word out. I think the information that the band's artists and other business people are sharing with me is extremely useful for the musician's community. Don't forget to check out the show notes from this and every other episode at the website at musiconyourownterms.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter so you can stay in the loop about upcoming episodes and other events happening with the podcast. And don't forget, time is running out to take advantage of that 10% discount at Skinny Armadillo. Just mention the podcast and they'll give you 10% discount on any order. Just remember that's US only. As always, keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. Check out Chris's music choice from Toledo area band Castle No Kings, and this is their track, Thinning Veil.
just how far 